0: Inna alhamdulillah ahmaduhu wa nassaiinu wa nassai wa naudu billahi min shurur yenkuthina wa min siy'ati a'malina min yahdihillahu qalamudillala huwamayyudil pala haadiyala fa ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa ahdahu la ashhadu anna wa That is praise Allah. We who Allah guides, there is no one that can lead him astray, and will Allah leads the astray, there is no one that can guide him. I bear witness that nothing deserves to be worshipped except Allah alone, and that he has no partners or associates. And I bear witness that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa, alayhi wa sallam. It is his faith present in his messengers. This evening, in this lecture number 11, our series of lectures concerning the book Lumat al Al-Hadi ila sabil al-Rashad al-Imman Abul Muhammad, Abraza Ahlul Muhammad Rahimahullah and the explanation of this essay by Sheikh Muhammad al-Nasari al-Athainee Hafeelahullah We'd like to start with the second half of the book in which the first chapter which he discussed after dealing with the Atma of Allah and the Kifat of Allah, the first uh, topic that he discussed is the Ru'ya, Ru'ya to Mu'mineen The vision of the seeing of the believers, seeing their Lord on the day of resurrection. And perhaps at this time we may take something from the next chapter, Al-Qadha or al the Divine Decree, which is a long chapter. Perhaps we may take some points from it as time allows. And then uh, continue with the remaining chapters, Al-Iman, the Iman is speech and action and believing in all that the Prophet ﷺ of, the previous events as well as future events, uh, the signs of the Judgment Day, the punishment and fall of the grave, and all of those things that will take place on Yom Kiyama and other topics which will follow, which are important chapters or topics related to al aqida al or al-Aqeel of sunnah and Remember, this Saddam, Rahimahullah, begins the chapter Ruyatul Muminin," the vision of the believers. So the believers seeing ru'yatul Muminin bi on the day of resurrection. Point number 39. Remember, Mr. Saddam, says وَيُسَلْمُهُمْ وَيُسَلْمُونَ But the believers, they will actually see their Lord in the hereafter, in the after. Not in this life, in the after. In the next life. The abbasarihim. With actual sight. I mean seeing him with their eyes. The abbasarihim. And they will visit him. وَيُسَلْمُهُمْ And he will speak to them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will speak to the believers. وَيُسَلْمُونَ And they will speak to him. Then he begins with the evidences concerning this, and he mentions this briefly. The saying of Allah From Surah Al-Qiyamah, chapter 75, verses 22 and 23. The saying of Allah describing what will take place in Yawm Al-Qiyamah. The faces on that day will be shining, bright, and brilliant, radiant. And these will be the faces of the believers. <speaking in Hebrew> and they will be looking towards their Lord. And this is one of the strongest proof and most clear proofs that the believers will see Allah as the Muqayama. The faces will be bright and those faces, the face is the place of seeing. The eyes are contained in the face and he says their faces will be bright and they will be looking towards their Lord. Although the saying of Allah chapter in Surah al chapter 83, verse 15, the saying of Allah, Kalla innahum arrabbihim yawm adin la mahdhubu. nay, innahum, verily they, that means the disbelievers, the evildoers, the kafirs, arrabbihim yawm adin la That they would be screened or veiled from their Lord on that day, yawm adin, on the day of resurrection. The disbelievers, the evil doers would be screened from seeing Allah Then he says, point number 40, Salamma Hajaba. So when those, the disbelievers and the evil boys, when they were screened from seeing Allah due to the displeasure of Allah being displeased with them, when they were in that condition This is an indication that if the disbelievers who Allah is displeased with, if they be screened from seeing him then those to his displeasure then those whom he is pleased with it would be Due to his pleasure that they would see him, they would not be screened. Otherwise there would be no difference or any distinction between those who Allah is displeased with and those who Allah is pleased with. The fact that those who Allah is displeased with or disbelievers would be screened from Allah is a proof that that is a punishment for them. While those who Allah is pleased with, they would not be punished like this, they would not be screened from him, meaning that they would actually see him. Also the saying of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam which is the point number 41 that said the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam inna kum tarawna rabbakum kama tarawna hadha al-khamr He said that barely definitely you all would see your Lord tarawna rabbakum How would you see him? kama tarawna hadha al-khamr Just as you see the moon, the full moon in the middle of the night in the sky just as clearly as you see that moon, and you see it with your eyes. It is a real vision that you see. Likewise, you will see Allah لا تضامون في And you will find no difficulty. There will be no difficulty in seeing him. in the vision of him. The seeing of Allah wa ta'ala. It will be a clear vision, a real vision. And you will see him with your eyes. Then he says, and point number forty-two. وهذا تَشْبِيحْ للرؤية للرؤية. That this is a tashbih or a comparison. This tashbih or comparison, and we said that it is not allowed to make comparison between Allah Subhanahu wa Taala <laughs> and His creatures. So this comparison in this hadith of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم, it is not comparing Allah Subhanahu wa Taala <laughs> to the moon. But this comparison, in this hadith, is a comparison between the way that you would see the moon, that it would be a real vision with your eyes, and a clear vision, the same way you would see Allah wa ta'ala, A real vision, clear vision by you your actual eyes. The comparison is between the way you would see the moon and the way you would see Allah wa ta'ala. لا للمرعي بالمرعي. It is not a comparison between the thing that it sees, يعني between Allah what you see in the and the moon, what you, what you see in this world. So, I and mean, the comparison is between the manner in which you will see, not the thing that will be seen. Allah وتعالى, is not compared to anything. فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ La لَا Lahu لَهُ وَلَا نظير. So verily Allah وتعالى, doesn't have anything similar to him, nor anything equal to him. Here the Shaykh Muhammad Ibn Qalq al-Utaymeen, حَفِذَهُ Allah protect and preserve him. With a brief explanation concerning these points, in which he says, "The ru'ya of Allah سبحانه or seeing Allah in the dunya in this world, is mustahila. It is impossible. It is impossible to see Allah in this world. No human being can see Allah in this world. And this is based on the saying of Allah to Musa السلام, when Musa عز had requested." from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow him to see He asked Allah, let me see you. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, as we in surah al chapter seven the 7th verse 133, لَن tarani. tarani. You can never see me. You can not see me. You will never see me. This is the proof that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if He didn't let even the best of His speeches, the prophets, and one of the best of all the prophets, of the five great prophets, Musa السلام, Even if he didn't let him see, then for sure other people will not be allowed to see Allah As for the vision of Allah in the next life, the Shaykh says, seeing Allah in the next life, it is a reality which is confirmed It is confirmed in the Quran, the book of Allah, the authentic sunnah and the consensus agreement of the scholars of the early generations of Muslims. Then, Sheikh Muhammad mentioned the evidences that Ibn Qadamah has mentioned in the text of the book, from Surah Qiyamah, chapter 75, verse 22 and 23, the face known that they would be bright, radiant, and brilliant, and these are the faces of the believers. Whereas in the following ayah, after these two, the ayah following, 24, it mentioned the faces of the disbelievers would be dark and gloomy. And actually, there's a mistake in the translation of the book. If you check it later, you'll find that in the text of the book, they wrote the Ayah 24 instead of 22 and 23. They, they mentioned 23 and 24, which was the Ayah uh, 24's Ayah reference to the disbelievers. In any case, this verse which is mentioned here is the verse which describes the condition of the believers that their faces will be bright and radiant, brilliant, and they will be looking towards their Lord. And also the saying of Allah uh, subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah al chapter 83 verse 15, that may they, meaning the disbelievers and the wrongdoers, that they would be screened on that day from their Lord. Kalla, إِنَّهُمْ أَرْبِهِمْ يَوْمَئِذٍ لَمَحْكُوهُ بِحِجَابٍ A screen. They so veil between the disbelievers and Allah wa ta'ala, so they will not see Him. Because seeing Allah is actually a reward. In fact some of the scholars said that the greatest reward in the next life will be the vision of Allah wa ta'ala. And The believers will see Allah during the events of the resurrection and they will also see Allah in the paradise itself. Here so the shaykh says that when the evil and wicked, the when they have been seen or veiled from seeing Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la the proof that al the righteous and the pious, that they in fact will see Allah, otherwise there would be no difference between the two. Then he mentioned the saying of the Prophet Sallallahu عليه Wasallam, which was mentioned by Alina al-Badama you see a Lord just as you see the moon and you would have no difficulty in your seeing of Him. And this hadith is recorded by Al-Bukhari and Muslim, and then he repeats the same in the Dhamma, that so this comparison is between the manner or the way in which you will see Allah, it will be the same manner in which you will see the moon, that is, you will see Allah with your eyes. It is a real vision, it is a clear vision, just as clear as you see the moon, full moon, in the middle of the month, in the middle of the night, clearly you will see Allah SWT, but it is not a comparison between that which will be seen, and it is not a comparison between the moon itself and Allah, because Allah made him the nothing is like him. There's nothing similar to him, there's nothing equal to him. Then the Shaykh says that the scholars of the whole generation of the Muslims have reached a consensus, which upon the fact of seeing that the believers, the mu'mineen, that they will see Allah while wow, the disbelievers would not see Allah. And this is based on the second ayah mentioned, that is, in the top school, chapter 85 or 83, verse 15. And this ayah is a proof that there will be a distinction between the believers and the disbelievers, the disbelievers will be screamed or yelling from Allah while the believers will see him. Also he says that this seeing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the rū'ya of Allah, it would be during the time of the event of the resurrection. During so the event of the resurrection, the things that will take place at the time of resurrection, the collecting of the people, uh, and the, all the things that will take place, the scales, the weighing of deeds and so on. During these events, the believers will see Allah And likewise, the believers will also see Allah after entering the paradise. And they will see Allah in paradise as much as Allah wills, as much as He wills. And then he says that this seeing of Allah is a Ru'ya which it is a real vision, not a vision of the heart, a dream, or a spiritual experience, but it is ru'ya haqiqiyya, a real vision. The believers will actually see Allah, and it will be in a way that is suitable and appropriate and fitting to the majesty of Allah Finally, the Shaykh says concerning this, that the Ahlul al the people who make Fa'aqeel or negation of Allah's ifat, by emptying them of their meaning. They explained this Ru'ya, the team of Allah. They said that what is meant by it is a vision of the reward of Allah. Allah Allah. Ru'ya Allah. That we will see the reward that Allah will offer to the believers. The believers will see their reward. <laughs> they also explained this as meaning al-yaqeen. that this vision would be a vision of ilm, knowledge and yakin, certainty. But on that day they would have real knowledge, and certainty of Allah subhanahu This is their interpretation in order to escape from affirming the reality of the obvious meaning of the of text of the Qur'an and Sunnah. The shaykh says we refute them. In terms of the first interpretation that the seeing of Allah would be seeing of the reward of Allah, he said we refute them with those points which was made in Al-Qa'idah, al the fourth principle in the introduction of the book, three points. Number one, that their interpretation is contrary to the apparent literal text of the Qur'an and Sunnah. It is contrary to that. Allah made it clear in the Qur'an and the Prophet made it clear in the Sunnah that you will actually see Allah. And then they gave it a new interpretation which is contrary to the obvious meaning of the text of the Qur'an and Sunnah. The second reputation against them is that their manner of reinterpreting something outside of its literal and apparent meaning is contrary to the way of the Salaf. How did the Sahaba and the Sabi'een and the As-Fa'ad how did they used to uh, observe the text of Quran and Sunnah, especially those matters related to the Sifat of Allah, they used to interpret it literally according to its apparent meaning without giving any new meaning to it. Therefore, reinterpretation is contrary to the understanding of the early generation of Muslims. And the third reputation against them that the Shaykh mentions in the introduction, in the first rule number four, the third reputation is that we say to them that your interpretation is rejected since it has no authentic zaleel. There is no proof for such an interpretation to say that he Allah will be looking at Allah we'll be looking at when we war. Based on that, what is the jaleel? What is the evidence? Since Ibn Zalil, it is rejected. As for the second interpretation, the second interpretation of the people of Ta'atil, that the ru'ya would be al-ilm al-yaqeen, that it will be malice and certainty. The shaykh says, we refute them by these first three refutations, And in addition to that, with a fourth point of refutation against them, and it is, that al-ilm al-yaqeen hasil lil-abra' al-dunya. That the knowledge of Allah and the Yaqeen, the certainty of the believer, of believing in Allah, that ilm and, and that Yaqeen, the believer has it even in this world. Not something in the next life only, but the believer has knowledge of Allah even in the dunya. And the believer has certainty, his Iman, he is certain of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even in this world. Therefore, this is rejected that the meaning of seeing Allah in the next life will be knowledge and certainty. Knowledge and certainty is something that the believer achieves even in this world. It is the disbeliever who doesn't have knowledge and certainty of Allah in this world. But the believer already has it in this world. So why is it that they would interpret it as seeing Allah would be knowledge and certainty in the next life? And likewise, not only that, but not only the believers would have knowledge and certainty in the next life. As they claim this is the meaning of seeing Allah. But even the disbelievers in the next life also would have certainty. I yani mean, the reality would come to them and they will also, they would know and they would be certain of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala soul. This had not been the meaning of seeing Allah, because the seeing of Allah is limited to the belief, while the disbelievers also have knowledge of certainty in the next life. Uh, the next chapter, before going to the next chapter, it is Al-Qadaa or al Just briefly, I'd like to mention some points, which are related to the fact that since the explanation here on this point is very brief, there are some few points that perhaps, we I can use to discover. And some amongst them is the statement of Al-Iman Ahmed ibn Hanbal his essay, Usul Sunnah. There he says in point number uh, twenty-five, I think I don't remember the exact point. Well iman the ru'yah uya alan means of shiha. Also that of the usul of the sunnah is that we have iman or okay, faith in the Ru'ya or on the scene of Allah Ta-A'la in the day of resurrection as it has been reported from the Prophet وسلم in many authentic hadith, And from amongst the evidences concerning this, he says, uh, from amongst the evidence concerning this, is the saying of Allah ﷺ, which was not mentioned in the, the text of uh, Muna al-Adhaqad, nor in the explanation. Another proof we the in of Allah, is the saying of Allah ﷺ, which is chapter 10, verse 26, للذين أحسنوا did والزيادة. للذين أحسنوا who believe بِلِبَسٍ بِلِبَسٍ Then they will have something extra. Who they have والزيادة. is the paradise, the and the زيادة of the of last for those who did good in this world, they will have paradise, and to they will have something which will be the greatest blessing in paradise, الرُّؤْيَةِ that is the Ziyadah for the extra seeing Allah And this Ziyadah has been explained by the Prophet wasallam that the meaning of Ziyadah in this ayat is seeing of Allah. And that the Prophet says that concerning this Ayah that Ziyadah means لِأَنَّهَا رَؤْيَةَ المُؤْمِنِينَ رَبِّهِمْ يَوْمَ الْخِيَامِ That it is the vision or the seeing of the believers of their Lord on the Day of Resurrection. And this is recorded in the Sahih Muslim and the Hadith of Suhaib the Prophet صلى this ayah, لَلَّذِينَ أَحْسَنُوا أَلْحُسْنَةً وَزِيَادًا He explains that It means the believer seeing the Lord the uh, Also, he mentions, uh, in the proof that the and the Hadith of Prophet صلى الله from the Prophet of you see the Lord just as you see the moon. And here, the uh, Shay. Uh, Abdullah ibn Jibreem, Allah in the explanation of this particular point in the Surah Sunnah, he said that also, from one of the fundamentals of the Sunnah and is, is that, that, that the man that the believers have, that they will see the Lord in the next life, and that they will see Him in the paradise, uh, as much as Allah will. And the hadith concerning this are sahih, and they are confirmed, and there is no doubt about it, and there is no consideration to those who rejected or refused to accept the reality of seeing Allah in the As it has been reported in many many hadiths and those hadiths are confirmed. So the King of Allah is confirmed that the how is the AP of how we will see Allah. He says we do not know about it. Except the only thing we know is that the believers will really see their Lord with their eyes. They will see him with actual vision with their eyes. And that this vision of seeing Allah in the next life it is the greatest bounty in paradise. It is the greatest flavor of Allah وتعالى, in paradise. And then he says that this seeing of Allah has been mentioned in the Quran and the ayah which we already mentioned by the word al-Diyadah and the Prophet explained that al-Diyadah here means the seeing of Allah. And also in another place in the Quran The vision of Allah has been mentioned by another word instead of a al-Nadhi. And that is in the saying of Allah, لهم ما يشاؤون فيها ولدين مدين That the believers that they will have ما يشاؤون, whatever they do at the same time, whatever the believer wants, they will have it. ولدين And also Allah says that there is something extra of something extra for them. (coughs) And it is the seeing of Allah focusing many. Finally, just quickly, uh, the issue that the Shaykh mentions here as the scene of Allah said that the scene of Allah in this world is Mr it is impossible. But the seeing of Allah in the next life is confirmed for the believers. The issue We've mentioned, this issue is also hinted at by Imam Ahmed rahimahullah, in which he said mm-hmm. He said that, fairly, the Prophet has seen his Lord and he has been put authentically to that effect, the of that effect, that the Prophet saw his Lord and in this world, life. This is an issue about which there is some confusion amongst the people and therefore we are just referring to in case anyone came across such a statement about the fact al Allah. It may appear to be contradictory to what they have said that the belief that no one will see Allah in this world, but the reason of Allah will only be in the next life. Here, Sheikh Abdullah bin Abdulaziz, of Allah says that this is an issue that will raise different opinions. This is the fact al we will not Allah, and it was affirmed that we did see Allah Taala in the abbas. Uh, in a number of eight and it was denied by Aisha anha, also in authentic hadith. And the summary of this, as best we can summarize it, is that the reconciliation between the two positions of Abdullah ibn Abbas, or the greatest of the most knowledgeable of the them, and Aisha also, one of the most learned of all of the Sahaba, from amongst men or women and closest to the Prophet عليه and one of the most prolific narratives of the hadith. How uh, can there be a contradiction between the, what they said and some of the scholars mentioned? First, that the fact of the matter, it cannot be that the Prophet وسلم saw Allah with an actual vision by his eyes. This cannot be so, due to the proof that we already mentioned, and also due to the hadith recorded by an Muslim. On the Abati of Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, he said, فَأَوْسُّ الْأَنْرِي صلى الله عليه وسلمَ هَلُوَ رَأَيْسَ رَبًّا He said, I asked the Prophet, did you see a Lord? Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, asked the Prophet himself, did you see Allah Have you seen a Lord? And the Prophet صلى الله عليه said to him, نُورٌ أَنَّا أَرَامٌ He said, it was light. How could I have seen him? And how could I have seen Allah? What I saw was light. And another narration of this hadith, the Prophet صلى الله عليه said, say a word, but I saw light, light. Not Allah but light. And this is true that what the Prophet s.a.w. saw was the light. And we have been informed by the Prophet s.a.w. that the hijab, of Allah, the hijab of Allah is light. It is light. And therefore what the Prophet s.a.w. saw was the hijab of Allah not Allah And the Prophet said uh, Hijabu and Nur, hijab wa hijab was the Hijab of Allah and Nur, لو كشفه ما احرقت سبحانه وجهه ما انتهى اليه بقره من خلقه That if the Nur, the Hijab of Allah was removed, then everything of the creation that is within the sight of Allah would have been burned up. Would have been burned up. And this is the proof that the Hijab of Allah is more, and the Prophet said that more. is Inna Aram. What he saw was like How I mean? So this is the truth that in fact the Prophet didn't see Allah directly. So when he saw the Hijab of Allah. And the, uh, the Sayyidina of Ibn Abbas understood through various Hadiths and anarchy from him. Some of them would said that the Prophet saw Allah and some of them said that he had a vision of Allah. So the Salud of the Hadith said that those Hadiths which were general, should be understood in light of those hadiths which are more specific. The general hadith is that he saw Allah. But the specific hadith is that he saw Allah by vision. So we understood how do we see Allah? Allah the other hadith. Then you had a vision. The idea a vision see, but not a vision, not by the eye. So what is confirmed by the Ambassad is that Allah saw Allah by vision. And what is negated by Aisha is that the Prophet saw Allah by his eyes she here, he saw Allah with his eyes. And even at that, first, when she saw decision, for so the correct opinion, is that the Prophet وسلم had a reason of Allah, but he didn't see Allah in this world, or he didn't see Allah in this world, but the King of Allah is a favor that Allah will deserve for the next life, for the believers and the reward in paradise. Uh that's the end of what we want to say there. Perhaps we can just quickly look at the questions and then go on to the next question. The question concerning this particular chapter, uh, when will the ru'iyah of Allah take it? When will it be? Ma'am? In the day of resurrection. In the next life. What kind of vision will it be? Vision with eyes or the heart? Uh, in the next life, the vision of Allah will be by eyes. As Ali ibn Salman said, that the believers will see their eyes, the avatarim. They will see Allah, the see and the rain with their eyes. In the next life, in this world, the prophet Allah and the vision of the heart. So the vision in the next life will be by the actual eye. Just as you see the moon, you will see Allah. Mentioning evidence from the Quran for this vision. What is one of the evidences from the Quran for this vision? Surah Al-Qiyamah. Wujudhul Yawlal ibn ناظرا إلى they will be looking at their Lord. Mention an evidence from the Sunnah. And evidence from the Sunnah of Allah is the hadith of the Prophet right? <laughs> that you will see your Lord just as you see the moon. You will have no difficulty in the vision of Him. Uh, what uh, Will all of the people, believers and disbelievers, see Allah? No. Explain. No, they will not explain. What is this? There's a distinction between the believers and the disbelievers. He Allah will be a reward for the believers. The disbelief will be divided. As mentioned in the other ayah, this ayah in the surah, uh, of the key, that the that they would be that they would be seen from their Lord. The will be seen from Allah, cause Allah, cause Allah on that day. Uh, so that all believer would not see Allah but only the believers, that would be especially reward. the believers and no fiyamah, and they would also see Allah in the Ta'ala as much as and whenever and however Allah will. And also concerning the vision of Allah, some of the disciples said, as Imam sahawid said, I failed to bring the copy of Allah, sahawiyah but Al-Sahawiyah, if you remember we mentioned, Imam sahawid also mentioned the vision of Allah, that it would not be a comprehensive. No vision, I mean, that no one, even in the next life, would be able to comprehend Allah in totality. But it would be a vision of Allah, you would see Allah clearly, but not be able to comprehend the vision of the human being, even in the next life, will not comprehend Allah's totality. Uh, how did the people of media interpret the being of Allah and how did we refute their false interpretation? Uh, how did they interpret the vision of Allah, seeing Allah? How did they interpret it? Uh, reward, that you would see the reward of Allah. Now. And what else? Other interpretations? <laughs> the vision would be knowledge and certainty knowledge of Allah and yakin, certainty of Allah. And how can we refute them first with the first three points of reputation, zero points of reputation? They They have no authentic daleel, no authentic evidence for their interpretation. What else? Their interpretation is contrary to the literal, apparent text of the Quran and Sunnah, saying that you actually see Allah, the clear Arabic language, and they are giving a different interpretation. It's very noticeable. And the third point <laughs> no. Their manner of interpretation, of viewing the ayat of Quran and the Hadith, especially related to the the manner of the Sahaba and Tahdien and the early generation of the Muslim, was that whatever came in the Quran and Sunnah, they affirmed it. They affirmed it. Without interpretation, without comparison, without negation, without making examples, and so on. Without distorting its meaning, without negating its meaning, or emptying of meaning. This was the way of the early generation of Muslims. What they have done by way interpreting it, is actually to give it a false, distorted interpretation, which in fact empties us of its meaning. Because it doesn't have any meaning. When we say, we see the reward of Allah, then that means the actual seeing of Allah has no more meaning. So this is these are the three main points of reputation of those who made distorted interpretations of the interpretation of Allah or the text of Quran and Sunnah in general. And concerning the second interpretation of Al-Ul and yaqeen knowledge and certainty, the Shaykh also mentioned another point, a fourth reputation against them. What did he say? <laughs> now, that it can't mean knowledge and certainty because even in this world, the believers have knowledge and certainty of Allah. And if the vision of Allah is for the believers in the next life, how can it mean knowledge and certainty when even the disbelievers would have knowledge and certainty of Allah in the next life? They be would become real. They would know everything. That so means the pain from their eyes to be removed. Now they are walking in darkness, but in the next life their eyes would be sharp and they would see the reality. The punishment would be clear to them and their error would be clear to them. And that's the way they say, oh Allah, let me go back into the world again. This time I won't do like I did before, this time I'll be good. But there's no problem there. Okay, there yes, are I mean, perhaps we can take some points from the next uh, chapter, the chapter concerning Al-Qadha'a or Al-Qadha'a. Al-Qadha'a. But if there have any questions concerning this chapter, please send them over now and we'll go to the next section. The issue is that we receive Allah. <laughs> so we all have to say this. Because mm. <laughs> so, at some point we said that uh, I am the believer and I am the savior. This is in reference and the believer, you think that, so, this is in reference to how Allah will deal with us. If we see Allah as being merciful, Allah is a merciful to us. If we expect from Him mercy, the believer should never give up the mercy of Allah. And no matter what our situation is, he shall always say we can turn back to Allah, and we finish. Okay? This statement is in reference to the way the believer or the disbeliever sees Allah. The one who gives up hope of the mercy of Allah then no one can lose hope of mercy of Allah except the disbeliever. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that he is to the Vidavas and they see him. So I mean if you see Allah as being merciful and really have hope of Allah's mercy, Allah and people except you are asking him to because you the repentance and so on. This is a general meaning. Of this. But as for seeing Allah, Allah is the seeing Allah will be the same. But what we do know then in paradise, entire day is the rewards of the people will not be the same. The rewards of the believers in Paradise will not be the same. Uh, the, 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 the stages, the levels, the degrees, some earning high degrees than others and they were both being good. So it is possible, it is very likely that even the greatest pleasure and paraphrase the seeing of Allah and that's the same for everyone. And Allah knows that. Because the reward of paradise is according to the stages or the degrees that Allah has given to the people based on Allah's mercy and favor to them and the that they may Allah knows <coughs> Concerning the next chapter, Al-Khada'a Al-Khada'a The Divine Decree That is what Allah has decreed we, we saw the creation of the heaven and earth and the execution of the حضاء, the execution of what Allah has decreed Remember in this program says in point number 43 وَمِنْ سِفَاتِ اللَّهِ تَعَالَىٰ أَنَّهُ أَنْفَعَالَ لِمَا يُرِيدَ But among the characteristics of the Sifat of Allah is that He is the one who does whatever He wills. Allah does whatever He wills. لَا يَكُونُ شَيْءٌ إِنَّ That nothing will happen, nothing can take, take place except by the irada and the will of Allah Nothing can take place except that Allah wills it. And we say, what? So, that, all the is just a little detail, but the irada of Allah, nothing happens except by the will of Allah, the irada of Allah is the suicide, the irada of how He is, the universal will, Al-Irada, al the legal or legislative will. So nothing happens in this world except it is by the will of Allah. Some of it Allah sees with. will. That is, in accordance with him, irada Sharia, legislative or legal will. Some of it Allah may not be with. with. But if his will, irada is only a universal will. Of those things that Allah wills happen for some wisdom, for some purpose. <coughs> And nothing is outside of his Mashiach, his will. Whatever Allah wills, everything is within that. Nothing can go outside of it. But there is nothing in the world, in the existence, there is nothing that is outside of his Mashiach, outside of what Allah has created, what Allah has created and fixed. Nothing in the world is outside of it. <coughs> And nothing happens in this universe except it is by Allah's planning and arrangement. says very. But Allah is the one who just this. He is the one who plans and manages everything. Everything is within the plan of Allah. Wa And there's nothing that is outside of the qadr al-ma'boor. what Allah has decreed, whatever Allah has fixed. وَلَا يَتَجَعَوَزْ مَا قُطْ is اللوح and and nothing can go beyond what has been written in النوح and مَصْتُعُ يعني the نوح the نوح مَحْتُعُو the preserved tablet which contains the writing the suhdoor the writing of what Allah سَعَالَهُ about what will take place from the beginning of time until the end nothing goes outside of what Allah has written in the and مَصْتُعُ meaning the and مَحْتُعُو أَرَادَ مَا <coughs> That Allah سبحانه وتعالى, He will, whatever they, the preachers do. وَلَوْ عَسَبُوهُمْ لَمَا خالطوه. And if Allah had protected them, protected them from the error of sin, they would not have خَارَقُوهُ, they would not have opposed him or contradicted him or disobeyed him. But Allah didn't give the Islam to all of the people, those who believe in Him, Allah protects them. And those Allah, who doesn't believe in him, Allah doesn't give them his protection and therefore they fall into and prediction for disobedience to Allah. وَلَوْ شَاعَ أَنْ يُتِعُوهُ جَمِيعًا And if Allah has willed that all of the people should obey him, then they would have all obeyed him. Because Allah has willed that. But Allah in his universal will didn't will that all people obey In his universal will, in his sharia, يعني in the iraad al-sharia, the legislative will, Allah wills the people that people believe in Him, that they obey Him, that they pray and so on. But in the universal world, Allah wills that some people will be believers and some people will be disbelievers, there is a the wisdom behind them. So if Allah wills that will all obey Him, then they will have all the Him. Allah created the creation as well as the deeds or the actions of the creatures. Allah is the creator of the creatures as well as the actions of the creatures and Allah s.a.w. has fixed their sustenance, their provisions in this world and their time span, their lifespan in this world and Allah s.a.w. guides whomever He wills by His hikmah, by His wisdom He guides whomever He wills according to His wisdom and Allah s.a.w. mentions proof for these papers that He's made the he said the same, Allah لا يُفْأَلُوا عَمَّا يَفْأَلُوا وهم يُفْأَلُوا Surat so الأنبياء I think it's chapter 21, verse 23, that Allah s.a.w. is not to be questioned about what He does. No one can question Allah. But they, meaning the people, they will be questioned on Yomul Qiyamah. Yani whatever Allah does, even if it appears to the people according to into their limited, limited mind and intellect and knowledge, but maybe this is not a good thing, Allah is not to be questioned. But when Allah decrees a thing that happens, we accept it. We accept it, we submit to it, and we appeal to it whatever Allah decrees. We don't question, against Allah, why did Allah do this? I don't think that was right, I don't think this was good. Why did Allah do such and such and so and so? لا يسأل عما Allah is not to be questioned about what He does. فهم they will be questioned. Yeah, as people, will be questioned as to whether or not they obeyed Allah or disobeyed Allah, and He commands this prohibition. Also the thing Allah is asking, Chapter 54 verse 29, إِنَّا كُلّّّ شَيْنٍ خَلَقَنَاهُمْ بِقَدْرٍ That's verily, everything we have created it with a free measurement, it with a fixed measurement, time, amount, and so on. Allah has fixed everything that He has created. وَقَالَ تعالَى وَخَلَقَ كُلّّّ شَيْنٍ فَقَدْرَهُ تَصْدِيرًا so Rasululul Kurqan, Chapter 25 verse 2, And He has created everything. And he had fixed it with a free measurement. a fixed measurement. Allah s.w.t <laughs> fixed everything that he created. Its lifespan, its sustenance, whether it be good or bad, has end destination, the and so on. All of it fixed by Allah s.w.t. Based on his knowledge, he everything before he created And the earth, and no affliction or calamity has been taught in the earth, nor in yourself. Except that it is already written before we bring it into existence. So, any whatever happens, any calamity that befalls anyone, anything that happens in the earth or in ourselves, know that it is already written in the divine decree of Allah Before Allah brings it into existence, before He executes it. The qadaq is fixed because of Allah, before the execution of it. The father, this is the Surah Al-Hadith. hadith قسم الله الرسول و و و verse يُرِدِ اللَّهُ أَنْ يَشْرَعُ لِلِسْلَامِ فدوءا الله يُرِدْ أَيُّ ضِلَّهُ يَجْعَلُ خَزْرَهُ صَيِّقًا حَرَجًا to lead them astray, What Allah will to lead them astray, then He makes their chest to be tight and constricted, so that they will not accept the truth. And of course whoever Allah wills, it is according to His wisdom and His mercy to guide them. And whoever Allah wills to lead them because they have rejected the truth and they don't desire to the right way. Then they turn away from Allah and Allah turns them to that way they turn themselves. Also, in point number, the next point, point number 44, وَرَوَى عَبْدِ عَلَيْهِ السلامِ قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم, ما And this report is that Ibn Umar says that Jibreel the صلى الله عليه وسلم, what is an iman? This is uh, the hadith to Jibreel when and the Prophet صلى الله the law, and the and the law, the law, the law, and the and the law, and the 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 Sabaq al-jumu'ah sabaqan the to the anta the day, he be in the, the lahu of huwa minhu wa huwa lihi wa huwa bihi wa huwa minhu wa huwa lihi wa huwa bihi wa huwa minhu the huwa the the lihi the bitter of it and the or the sweet of it and the bitter of it in this hadith is classified by the sahabah as being jahil. The part of the hadith that is definitely jahil is the hudhuri wa murrih that the scholars of to the companions of the Prophet. Well, the other part of it is revealed in other hadith. In any case, many of the sahabah mentioned this statement as a general statement concerning the father of the ummah, kaidi wa sharrih, hudhuri wa murrih and the and the bitter and the and and finally the last point number 46, of the supplications of the that he should you should with it in the pursuit of this Qur'an. in the pursuit of this prayer, from that set of the Prophet the them from the evil, as what is contained in something that Allah received. Something that Allah became, if there is some evil in it, the Prophet ﷺ from the evil the Sahih, the first, the Egypt, and the of the, world, the, of the So the Prophet begins with explanation, I don't know how much time we have, Asha some of them have? Hayy. Alhamdulillah, insha Allah. Shaykh Muhammad ibn Sallallahu alayhi wa sallamid Haqibat Allah may Allah protect and preserve him, a very beautiful estimation of these matters containing these points of Allah. And we should keep in mind that asha Allah are two terms which each of them is independently mentioned to refer to the other. They have the same meaning. But if they are referred to together, then they take well, on a distinctive meaning one of them, Al-Qadam, the the it means the pre-decree. And the Qadah, it means the execution of what Allah has pre-decree. The Shaykh says, Al-Intifatullah well, from the saizlist of Allah SWT is that he is Al-Fa'alu-Ilma'ili, yuri means the one who does whatever he will." There are some chapters uh, that are 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, yeah. uh, This is based on the saying of Allah in Surah Al-Qur, chapter 11, verse 157, or 107. Yeah 107, 107, the saying of Allah, إِنَّ رَبَّكَ فَعَلُوا لِّمَا يُرِيدُ That verily, Allah Lord is the one who does whatever he wills. Here so the shaykh says, Nothing is outside of the irada of Allah, the will of Allah, or the authority of Allah, and nothing happens except that it is within what Allah has pre-decreed or pre-measured and what Allah has arranged or planned or set up. The taqbeer of Allah and the tadbir of Allah. What Allah SWT has measured and pre-decreed and what Allah has planned or arranged or set up. In His hand is the position of the heavens and the earth. He guides whomever He wills by His mercy. And He leads astray whomever He wills due to His wisdom. Due to wisdom, He has a reason behind it. So he is not to be asked about what he does due to the perfection of his wisdom and the perfection of his authority, or the completeness of his authority. Because Allah's wisdom is perfect and his authority is complete, who can question what he does? While the people, they will be questioned, because they are marbudun and mahtunun, because they are under the rubuhi of Allah, they are the ones who are alert and sustained, they have a Lord over them. And they are mahtumun, they are those who are governed over, they have a governor over them, Allah s.a.w. Therefore, they are to be questioned by their Rabb, their Lord, and they are to be questioned by the one who rules over them, Allah ta'ala. Then he says that al-Iman in al-Qadr, believing in al-Qadr is wajib, it is obligatory on a Muslim. It is one of the arkan or the pillars of faith, the six pillars of faith. Based on the saying of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that a man is believing in Allah and the eem and the book and the messengers and the last day and al-qadr he wa sharrihi These six are the six pillars of Islam even though some people want to make them five In some books now we found some scholars they wrote that the pillars of Islam are five and one of them is a famous book is called Mubadi uh, Islam Abu al-A'la al in that book he explains that the pillars of are of Iman, they are high, and he says not include al an And here in the Prophet of said here in the hadith that what is Iman, and he mentions that six pillars of Iman including Al-Qadr an Al-Qadr. Some of them, like uh, Abdul Alam, uh, uh, what's his name, Islam pillars he wasn't satisfied with six pillars of Iman, he made fifteen. Or oh, more than 15, I don't remember exactly, maybe 15 or 20 Films of iman the shaykh says, after mentioning this hadith in the Sahih muslim He said He mentions this hadith which is not authentic that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says But I believe in the qadr The good of it and the evil of it The sweet of it and the bitter of it In any case, this hadith is not authentic But the scholars of Islam explained the meaning of it And they said, as the shaykh said here that the khayr and the shar of hadaq, the good and the evil of it, it is in reference to the end of the matter. So, and the end of one's affair. What happens in the end? Is it good or is it evil? So, and if the person ends up in paradise, this is the end of their destination, then whatever happened to them that led to them going into paradise, then it's khayr. Even if it meant that they were persecuted in this life. Maybe they were in prison. Maybe they were tortured. Maybe they were killed. You may say, look what happened to them it's terrible. But in the end, as a result of their suffering, they ended up in paradise. So that means the father of Allah that they did persecuted or tortured or killed, peace of Allah, was really good. Although it may have appeared to the people as being something evil, but in fact it was good. So the khayr and the shaf, this is in reference to the end of the matter. Whereas the Hul, the sweetness and the bitter, is in reference to the matter as it happened. Yani the immediate befalling of that thing on the first. The time when sickness befell someone, they said, this is the... This is bad, it's, it's painful, it's suffering, it may be bitter, but maybe the end result of it may be good. So, and told that the time when it happens to the person, it feels bad, but it may be a means of wiping away their sins by which they might into paradise. So the Khair and the Shah is in reference to the end of the matter. We say it was good or it was evil, depending on the end of the matter. Whereas the sweetness and the bitterness, it is in reference to the time when the thing happens to us in this world. We say that. It is bitter if it's difficult, and it's sweet if it's good. Something good happens to a friend and it's right like now. But maybe that good thing might be the cause of displeasure of Allah that turns them the hellfire in the end. So though it may be sweet now, it may be sharr, evil in the end. And the thing that might be bitter now, it may be khair in the end. So here the Shaykh is saying that the khair in the sharrī, it is in reference to the end of the matter, Whereas uh, uh, bitter, sweet and bitter, it is in reference to the time when something befalls you. He said that the khair al qadar, the good of the qadr is that which is beneficial. And the evil of the qadr is that which is harmful. That yani the khair of the qadr is that which is beneficial. Even though it may be bitter. But it's beneficial. And the shame uh, of the qadr, even though it may be sweet, we may be enjoying it when it happens, but in the end it's harmful. Then he says, The good and the evil, it is also to be considered in reference to, we say that good and evil, the khair or the evil of khadr, it is in reference to that thing that Allah has decreed. It is in reference to the thing that Allah has decreed, not Allah's action of decreeing it. Allah's action of decreeing it is purely good. Allah's action, this khadr, it is purely good. But the thing that He decreed, that thing itself, we might say it is fair or sharp. We might say it is good or evil. Okay, there is a distinction between the qadar and the masbuq. The qadar is that Allah decrees something. Whatever Allah does is good. So if Allah decrees something, it's good. But the thing, when it actually happens, we might say it's fair or sharp. We might say it's good or evil, depending on how we see it. So there are some things that Allah decrees. The thing itself, we would say it's good if it is of those things such as saat. Acts of obedience, when they happen. When people do act of obedience, we say this is the khair of what Allah has healed. When they have good health, we say this is the khair of what Allah has ruled. When they have wealth, we say this is the of what Allah has achieved. But When we see maasi sin, we say this is the sharr of what Allah has keep, And the sickness is the sharr of what Allah has against. Is up, is the sharr of what? Allah has decreed. This is not a reference to Allah's action of the queen, but it's a reference to the thing itself that happened. We may look at it as being khair or shah, good or evil, the thing that happened. Obedience as opposed to disobedience, health as opposed to sickness, wealth as opposed to poverty. This is in reference to the thing that happened, not in reference to Allah's action of the thing that As for Allah's action, he says, we we'll never say about Allah's action that it is evil. And this is, understood from the supplication that the Prophet used to supplicate with in the Kulmur and which he taught to Al-Hasan radiallahu anhu, the son of Ali ibn Abi Talib radiallahu anhu in which he said Protect me from the evil of the thing which you decreed. He didn't say protect me from the evil of your decree. The decree Allah's action is not evil. But the thing that Allah decrees when it happens it may be something evil coming from it. Therefore, the Prophet some says, protect me from the evil of that thing which you decree, not the evil of your decree. Allah's action is perfectly good. So he attributed the evil to the thing which is decreed, not to Allah's action of decreeing. I hope that the distinction is clear. Allah's action is one thing, and the thing, the result of it is another. The result, it might be khair or shab, but Allah himself is action of decreeing it is based on wisdom and it is purely good. Here the shaykh says, <laughs> and perhaps we will stop here if, if there is no more time. but this is the last point I have to cover. It is related to the level or the degree of Al-Iman. Some of the scholars divide them into four, and some of divide them into two, which they broke down each into two. Ibn Taymiyyah in his essay al al said that there are two degrees of Al-Qadr. And he broke each degree into two degrees. So we can say there are four as the shaykh is explaining here. The first two, is an علم because he says that they are one degree, the knowledge of Allah and the writing of that knowledge. But we, we, he broke them into two, so we say they are two. The first one is the knowledge, the second one is the writing. But the second degree, or the, or the second two, second part, which is also two, is al-irada, al the will of Allah and the creation. These are also two degrees that everything is according to Allah's will and everything is created by Allah. Here the Shaykh says that the man in is not complete except the person has four points. The first of them is. Al-Iman believing that Allah is the knower of everything in general and with all the specifics. That Allah knows everything that will happen in general and He knows every detail of everything that will happen. And that knowledge was with, was with Allah previously, eternally. It's not something that He gained, but it was always with Him. And this is based on the saying of Allah in Surah Al-Hajj, chapter 22, verse 70. ألم تَعَلَمْ أن الله يعلم ما في السماء والارض إن ذلك إن ذلك على الله <سؤال> Didn't you know that Allah knows whatever is in the heaven and the earth? Verily, really that is in a book. It is written. Verily, really that is easy for Allah. The second degree after the knowledge. Didn't you know that Allah knows everything have in the heaven and the earth? This is the first point of ilm or knowledge. The second point is كتاب or the writing. That Allah Subh'anaHu Wa wrote everything in Allahummahtoos the preserved tablets masadid, the measures of everything that would exist and this is based on the saying of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la. in the Surah Al-Hadith chapter 57 verse 22 ما عصابا من في الأرض ولا في من قبل That nothing, no calamity or affliction befalls in the earth or in yourself except that it is illa fi كتابا It is already in a book, it is written before we bring it into existence before Allah creates it And also this fact that Allah uh, that everything is written before he created. mentioned in the hadith of the Prophet before it, in the Sahih of Muslim, in which it is said that he said, Allah, That Allah wrote the measurement, the pre measurement of everything in the creation, قبل أن يخلق السماوات والارض, become kina al-Fasanat. That Allah wrote everything, the measures of everything in the creation, before He created the heavens and the earth, by 50,000 years. Now, 50,000 years before Allah created the heavens and the earth, already He wrote, Whatever everything that would happen. The third degree is al-irada al mashia the will of Allah. Everything is subject to the will of Allah, that nothing happens in the heavens or earth except it is by the will or the of Allah. And everything that happens in the irada or the or the will of Allah is between His Rahmah and His Hikmah. It is between His rahma and his Hikmah. He dies from loving will due to His Rahmah, His mercy. And he leads and says, whatever he will, due to his hikmah, his wisdom, it is for so a reason. And Allah is not questioned about whatever he does, due to the perfection of his wisdom and the completeness of his authority. But all of the people, they will be asked uh, about what they have done. Meaning, whatever they have, called their actions. And that their actions will not happen, except that it is in agreement with Allah's previous knowledge. Meaning, nobody will do anything except that Allah already knew it. And already wrote it in Allah al and this is uh, many mentions also concerning the will of Allah, that the guidance is by Allah's will, and leading astray is by Allah's will. This is the saying of Allah in Surah Al-An'am, chapter 6, verse 125. Um, and whoever Allah wills in his irahat, that he will guide him, he will guide him, he will open his heart, he will be receptive to Islam. And whoever Allah wills in his irada that that person goes straight, he makes his heart. Uh, tight and, and restricted. So here on this ayah Allah s. has affirmed that al-hidayah or guidance and al this misguidance it is all by the irada of the will of Allah ta'ala guidance by Allah's mercy and leading of faith through Allah's wisdom. And the final degree is al-khalq or creation that everything in the heavens and the earth is mahlouf lillah. Everything in the heavens and the earth is the creation of Allah there is no creator other than Allah, and there is no rock other than Allah. Unlike what some of the deviants from amongst the Muslim ummah and the Persian ummah before, what they believed in, they believed in two gods: the God of Good and the God of Evil. And as some of the Muslims fell into that same error and said that the good is by Allah's will and the evil is the creation of the human beings themselves, this is also attributing creation to the human beings. But there is only one creator. There is no other creator. The human beings and whatever they do is the creation of Allah taala. And this is mentioned in Surah quran chapter 25 verse 2, وَخَلَقَ كلَّ شَيْءٍ That Allah created everything. He has measured it with a definite, specific measurement. And the saying that is placed on the tongue of Ibrahim, alayhi salam, Surah Al-Faqar, chapter 37 verse 96, وَاللَّهُ خَلَقَكُمْ وَمَا تَعْمَلُونَ That Allah has cleared you and all that you do. Whatever you do, your actions indeed, it is also the creation of Allah Taala, and the Imam goes on in the points that are coming inshallah to discuss further this particular point that we, we, will discuss, we will discuss it as we come to it uh, that the creation of Allah, of the creatures in the actions doesn't mean that the people are free from responsibility for the actions because Allah, His being the creator of the actions of the human being doesn't mean that the human beings don't do their own actions but it means that the human being have a will to do, and an ability to execute their will, that has been given to them by Allah Allah is the one who gave them their will, and Allah is the one who gave them the ability to execute their will. Therefore, ultimately, Allah is the first force of their actions, and therefore, it is attributed to Allah as being the creator. While in fact, since the human being does have a will, and a choice, and the power to execute their will, therefore, their actions are also attributed to the human being and they are responsible for the human being. And this will be discussed next week in the points that are uh, meaning to the same khada wa wa bihamdika. la anta. wa Although there are no questions with this particular section yet, but next week I will make some questions. And those questions will be general related to the meaning of khada wa alqaba. The and these we should know what is the difference between khada and al what, and what are the difference between them. And also, we should be able to explain what is the meaning that Allah guides whoever He wills and leads astray whoever He wills. What does this mean? Does Allah will that people go astray? We have to keep in mind what is the meaning of these such statements. And also, what is the difference between the, uh, the good and the evil of Allah's decree and the sweetness and bitterness of Allah's decree. What does this mean? The good and the evil is in reference to the end result, what happens in the end. And the sweetness and bitterness is in reference to the action as it unfolds us, how we feel about it, if it is something enjoyable or unenjoyable, though the end might be contrary to that. Uh, also the four degrees of Allah, knowledge, writing, the will of Allah, and the creation of Allah created everything, we should know these, at least have some ideas about how to explain them. Are there any questions or comments or corrections from the brothers or from the sisters before we close? Now. Can somebody give me the four degrees of salawat al-Abbah? Naam. Knowledge, <laughs> al-ilm, and, and kitabah writing. Creation, that Allah is the only creator. Everything that exists is Allah's creation. The creatures, the actions, the descriptions, whatever. Everything is the creation of Allah. Naam. Khalq. One very important. Al-iradah, al-mashiach, the of Allah. The everything is subject to the will of Allah. This we will discuss in more detail uh, in the next lecture. Now, any questions? Or shall I give you some more questions? So, what about Allah? Then how can... What do we say about Allah's knowledge? That Allah... Uh, or the writing... What do we know about Allah's writing? The writing of everything that will exist. What do we know from the Quran and from the Sunnah? Now, that everything was written before the creation of the heavens and the earth by 50,000 years. Does this mean then that, that people are forced to do what they do? Why? Because the human being has free will. Limited free will of course, subject to Allah's will. But the human being has will and therefore they are subject to... They are accountable for what they do. The human being has a choice to do good or to leave Allah to do certain things. They have a choice to obey the command or to disobey it. Allah prohibited that from certain things. The human being has a choice to so avoid those prohibitions or to engage in them and therefore be accountable for what they do. This is very in chapter of Hadith al We discussed it previously but inshaAllah perhaps when in we it here, uh, this week we will also discuss it. SubhanAllah wa bihamdulillah. Shalwallah wa la